Alright, so this episode four, this is um like quite quite apt actually that I actually had this here marked for episode four. It was it was, I was gonna talk about like dealing with lockdown, like during the first lockdown, and it just apt that I happened to be recording episode four as we're pretty much in a second national lockdown. So I'm not gonna get in, in the political side of it and what I think of the the maskers and, and the virus itself. I'm just gonna talk about how it impacted me mentally the first one the first one was really really difficult i mean there's like being lonely and then there's like being really alone and there is a difference i think or i i discovered that it's all right when you've got the option to go out and do things and interact with people like you know i've got my gym that's my safe place that's my support network my, my main one uh, when I don't like use the social media, so you know having that actually taken away from you, and actually saying like you now haven't actually got an option, that that impacts anybody. I don't I don't care like how strong minded you are, you, it, it that will impact everybody, and it's quite scary that they, with, particularly in male men and male mental health, that the government know these figures are so high, they're so out there like you know three in every four men commit suicide and 76 percent of like suicides are men and yet when people like me are up in arms saying you know gym is an essential business for mental health even the government about a year and a half two years ago admitted that they tried this scheme where they subsidized and gave free gym to mental health patients in certain areas and it was an absolute success more people came off the medication and were getting mentally better along with physically healthy as well maybe it was an underlying issue maybe they were losing out too much money on 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 the medication i don't know i mean for me i did i i stopped the medication the medication was no good for me personally it works for some it doesn't work for everybody and i swapped medication for the gym and that became my medication. And wow, do you know, I still have my bad days, but I've never had like a real, real dark day in over a year. I mean, but a year ago, I mean, I went, I went through kind of a uh, turbulent, wouldn't say relationship, but it was something or nothing. But it could have been something. So it was quite hard. But I was still dealing with the impact from the from the last serious one, which I spoke about in another episode where you know i find it difficult to trust and stuff like that so it's like there you go that that's how mental health works it's a knock-on effect into every aspect of your life now bpd for those that might not understand it um the way i describe it it's um emotions in hyperdrive or overdrive or on amphetamine or something you know it's they're enhanced emotions now enhanced sounds like a positive word but it's not it's just one it's just a prefix word it's or whatever i mean i'm not right good at english so don't pull me up on that but you can be you can you can be angry but then you can have an enhanced anger so you'll be angrier but you can be really happy but it'll be an enhanced happy so you become like manic almost and with bpd that's what the emotions do. They're they're in they're enhanced. They're in overdrive. So, you know, say in a relationship when when someone in that's got BPD falls in love, it's like crazy, crazy, crazy love. They like to pull head over heels, like very, very fast, very, very hard, and very, very deep. 
And then, and then they, they you got the flip of that that they then fear the abandonment, so they start pushing away. But you know, I digress back into another episode where I've already spoken about that. So you know, so like dealing with the first lockdown was really, really horrible. I mean, but it also had like this kind of weird um, kind of cloud with silver lining as well, because like um, a lot of men with like mental health issues, uh, and I found with particularly with BPD, we actually do like to isolate anyway. We we tend to do that a lot. We tend to just shut ourselves away from the world. But the impact came that even though we like to isolate, we still have that option of going out and doing something, be it the gym or something like that. So like when that option was absolutely, it was just ripped away from us. It was like, nope, you're not going out. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. You just sit there and you just think, fuck, what am I going to do? And I'll tell you something, the worst enemy for BPD is being left alone with your thoughts. I mean, I, I suppose that's the same with a lot of mental health conditions, but I think one, one of the major factors that con- contributes towards male suicide is because they don't, don't speak out and they talk to man up, and I say don't man up, speak out, it's okay not to be okay, you know what I mean? Reach out, talk to someone, because like we 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 still like expected not to. We are left just completely alone with our own faults, and again, BPD, it's emotions in overdrive. So our brain absolutely goes way way active, and we'll think the worst of such a little thing. You know, it's the same as we'll think the absolute best of such a small good thing. You know, it is, it's seriously, it's one extreme to another. So, you know, it was it was a really, really tough struggle because, I mean, that one was for, what, three months. I mean, that's a long, long time. And I also went through something else on the back of that, but I won't get into that, which um, really badly negatively impacted me mentally. And, it, it you know, with, with the lockdown, it led me to not eating. I wasn't sleeping. You know what I mean? I lost a hell of a lot of weight. I mean, I plummeted from around about 12 stone 12 down to about 9 stone 6, I think, in three months because I was just, like, depressed and I was, you know, pacing, not eating, not sleeping. Insomnia was really bad, you know, and, you, and I couldn't go to a doctor because, obviously, you, you couldn't see a doctor. So it was, like, it was just really, really difficult because it's one thing, like, having the freedom to choose whether or not you isolate but still have that option there to go out and do something if you want to, but then you're being told you can't. So, yeah, it was really difficult. And I think, I don't think I really hit a really, really bad dark time. I mean, I just had to find um, something, something to focus on and and to just try and pass the time. And, um, you know, fortunately, you know, I, I like a bit of PS4, so I spent most of my time that doing that or, or watching Netflix. I mean, Star Trek Next Generation, I remember watching that as a kid, so I started watching that again. You know, things like that. But it was, it was still difficult. And now here we are in, in a second lockdown, and I've just spent the last three weeks prior to this lockdown back in the gym training really, really hard. I mean, I've really been putting in hours and effort. 
and it's really um, people have noticed the difference not just physically but mentally as well I've been a lot brighter a lot happier a lot, uh, I've got the spring in my step you know people have no, n- noticed my smiles back and I, and I seem a lot better and I am I still feel pretty good you know what I mean uh, it's a bit of a pain in the ass, but I did, I've got a contingency plan in place and I had that in place because I expected another lockdown to come so I got something organised to allow me to continue with my routine at home. But, you know, we're in a second lockdown and I know there's going to be people out there that are going to really, really fucking suffer. They really are. You know, you've just had your freedoms taken away from you again. Now, I don't care if, you, if you've got a mental health disability diagnosed or you, you haven't. This is going to hurt, this is going to hit, and this is going to leave you stressing, anxious, worried, depressed. You know what I mean? There's the financial impact. So, like like I put in all the episodes, confide in someone, pick a friend or two, or even a stranger, or, you know, you've got them helplines, you've got crisis teams, Samaritans, things like that. Don't sit there and, like, let it pile on top of you. And suffering silence because that's the absolute worst. Your brain will go into overdrive. You will start feeling really negative. And as soon as those negative thoughts get bigger and bigger and bigger, you're going to really, really struggle. So what, what, why, why I'm doing this is because I learned to then start to notice triggers. And I don't mean a trigger, oh, warning, warning, this has got a trigger in it because it's got something upsetting. No, I mean a trigger emotion or a trigger thought or a trigger thing that may occur that if you don't spot it or you don't know it or you don't recognize it that's what sets you off on this on the downward spiral so one of the things i I set out to do with my support network was explain to them uh certain little signs that they're to look out for and just to you know just to see if i'm okay and you know what like a year down the line, you know, I, I, I've I've done it before. I posted just like three or four words on Facebook, and those that know, know, and they've got straight on the phone, straight in Messenger, because they know that I was about to hit the BPD downward spiral, the downturn of it. So you know, the more you talk to someone, the more you tell them how you really feel. Don't sugarcoat it either. I mean, you can sugarcoat shit, but once you lick the sugar off, it's still going to taste shit. So don't sugarcoat it. Tell them everything, you know. I'm telling you everything because I want to pass on my experience and my knowledge in hopes that it enlightens and helps other people to go, do you know what? I'm just going to say it as it is. Do you remember in like, I think it was the first episode, I just walked into the doctor and said, look, my head's broke. That's what I said. And then we we had the chat. He said, what do you mean? And I just let it all out. I even cried. Do you know what I did? I did. I broke down and cried because I just had enough of feeling the way I felt and I wanted help. So, you know, if you've got someone you can go and cry to, there's no shame in shedding fucking tears, I'm telling you. I mean, I, I hear even women like a man that ain't afraid to shed a tear. So if you're single when you're going through it, there you go, you know, you've got a little bit of incentive. I'm joking, of course, but, you know, let's have a little bit of a laugh. We're in a a lockdown. It's a very difficult situation for the normals, and I say that in uh, air quotes, because to to their normal is their normal, and our normal is is our normal. My normal is my normal, and to other people, it's like completely fucked up, batshit crazy at times. You know what I mean? But, yeah, so... You know, it, it's a difficult time, but I dealt I dealt with the first one, and that was a lot longer. I think mean, it was like three months, 
So, you know, if I can get through 12 weeks, I'm pretty damn sure I can get through four weeks. You know, this is like, it's it's a third of the time, isn't it, really? Do you know what I mean? We, we've got a third, we're only serving a third of the time this time. The other thing I would suggest as well, and this is like really, really important, there's proof and facts and statistics out there now that you can all go and be fact-checked and verified. Social media, particularly at times like this during elections and wars and virus lockdowns and things like that, bad news in the world, basically, real-world issues, real-world real problems, social media is really, really, really bad, and I cannot stress that enough. It is fucking disgusting for your mental health. And I think... You know, my advice, I mean, I, I, I just shit post now. I just post funny shit and try to make people laugh because I want to distract them from the bullshit they keep reading. Because I'm telling you now, go and ask a so-called normal person how they actually feel about what's going on in the world. And then ask them where they see the news. They'll go Twitter or Facebook, you know. That's disgusting. So my advice would be, actually, if you are feeling a bit fucking mentally thing. Don't actually go on the actual site itself, but use Messenger to Messenger. Messenger someone if you haven't got their number. You know what I mean? You can drop me a message on Messenger on Facebook. Find me, drop me a message. I'll give you my number. You can WhatsApp me. You can phone me. You can text me. Just like, just steer clear of the social media because that's really, really bad. I'm telling you now, people that see things like that and they did like, and Facebook are very, very clever, you know. Watch The Social Dilemma on um, Netflix if you don't believe me. Once again, that's The Social Dilemma on Netflix if you don't believe me on how they manipulate people like like everybody so you know and they, they are having a really big negative impact on mental health so i i try and stay off it as much as possible i don't scroll through the news feed reading crap anymore because i'll sit there and i'll find myself getting angry over a few words on a on a page that's on on my phone i mean that's just crazy man we used to get angry about people doing stupid shit on the street and they're not being a copper about or we used to get pissed off at uh like you know um being little 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 scrotes around the street that weren't on mobile devices now we're sitting there getting angry and stressed out by some someone we don't know probably never met probably likely never to meet has posted up because they've found a story or they've found a story somewhere and decided to share and it's popped up in your news feed because you've decided to react to a similar story on someone else's post you know this is how it works so you know for for the sake of mental health i'd as you suggest like really reducing the time you spend on social media you know there's a really interesting say it's uh one of the um one of the designers that's in um one of the former chief execs that was uh worked for facebook actually he did and uh he said uh, you gotta ask yourself a question when the creators of social media don't let their kids use social media you got to ask yourself why it's because they know what they're doing to the the, the world do you know what I mean? So for the sake of your mental health, step away from that as well. Try and, I mean, I know, we, I know we're in lockdown, but you know, there are still options about seeing your support bubble and all that lot. I mean, I, my friend comes around, we just we just get chairs out in the garden and sit opposite sides of the garden and sit and have a chat. Do you know what I mean? Because they're my support bubble. So you, you still do, do some more of that, you know, go, go arrange for one of your support bubble. They, 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 
There ain't no support bubble register, I will say that. They're not going to come around and go, have you got your support bubble ID card, please, to run your, run your details. You just go, they're my support bubble. You're still allowed to mix with your support bubble household, full household as well, by the way. So just have a look at actually what you are and aren't allowed to do because, again, social media give it the worst case scenario, but actually, if you actually go and actually look at the rules, it's different. So use your support bubbles, use your friends, you know. Go and, go and grab a couple of beers out of the fridge, Walk round to their house, or get the bus round to their house, whatever, or drive round to their house, sit in, sit in the garden, or out right in the front garden, or in the back garden, you know, you're allowed to do that. But you use all the tools that you've got at your disposal to, to protect yourself mentally. Because if you protect yourself mentally, you'll, you'll grow physically, and you'll become stronger mentally, and you won't feel this need to... You won't feel like you you send. I mean, it's taken me a very very long time. I mean, I've had BPD all my life, um, but I wasn't diagnosed till about three years ago, and it all clicked and it made sense. So I started, I started taking mental notes and actually keeping a little diary for myself, like and doing live vids on Facebook just so I could go back and see what it was I was going through at the time that made me behave the way that I may have behaved back then, or, and what I was doing. And through that, I learned to find what what my warnings were and how I could not necessarily prevent them because you can't prevent everything, but minimise them and the impact and the effect they would have. And in the last 12 months, I think the worst that I've actually had to do is just shut, shut off my phone for like a day and a half. I just turned it off and I just threw myself into an online game on my PS4 and that was it, a day and a half of that, you know what I mean, eating junk food, laying, laying on my sofa, playing PS4, but I came through that day and a half, and I felt reset, I felt refreshed, I felt ready to go again, but I bet if I hadn't done that, and I'd sat there like everybody does, on, on my mobile device, or my tablet, or whatever, scrolling through fucking social media, I'd have probably ended up fucking suicidal again, to be honest, you know what I mean? So we've got to think about, we've got to take a strong look at what negatively impacts our mental health more than what we should be looking at, what positively positively impacts mental health. Because if we can get rid of the negative ones, then all the positives will just replace them anyway. And I think that's why I'm doing this, because I want this to be a positive impact on mental health. I want people to sit there and go, do you know what, this guy's been through it, and look at him now. Look at what he's doing now. You know, I mean, he's sitting there bearing all this to us. He doesn't know us. He's just telling his story. And he's not ashamed of it. He's embracing it. That's what I want you to do. Don't be ashamed of it. Don't hide from it. If you're not diagnosed and you think you've got a problem, go to a doctor. You know, you can still get video appointments and start that process because it is a long process. It can be a long process. There are waiting lists and it is a struggle. And, but once you're on that first step of the ladder, you can then reach out to someone and say, do you know what? I've, uh, I've, I've, I've gone to my local authority for help with my mental health. They, they care about you. Trust me, your daddy's loved ones or your best friends, your family, they will care enough to go, Oh really? Okay. So, so what's been going on? And you'll fight, you'll get one of them. One of them will pull you aside and go, let's sit and have a chat. Promise you, you will find one, at least one, that will pull you aside and go, sit and have a chat, what's going on? And just tell them, just be 100% honest. Because when you're honest, yeah, you will get the help and understanding from people. But if you tell a slight lie or a slight deviation of the truth, 
they haven't got all the facts, so they'll make they're making a wrong judgment, an ill judgment, and they won't help you in the right way. They might say something that will upset you or set you off because they're going based on what you've told them, which isn't the truth. So be a hundred percent honest. I tell you, if you felt like you wanted to slit your wrist, tell them you felt like you wanted to slit your wrist. If you wanted, if you thought about taking an overdose, hanging yourself, whatever, tell them. Yeah, and when it, when I talk about things I've done in an episode about this, I'll tell you when I told people, do you know what I mean? And seriously, I got no negative response from anybody I told. I'm a survivor, and you can be too. So, you know, use use this time just to sit there and build your support network up. You know, if you want to include me, that's fine. Just drop me a message, you know. And by, by absolutely, 100%, I'll be a member of your support network, you know. I've come through this. It's still a fight, but I fight every day, and I fight every day because I've got the strength and the backup from people around me that help me fight. So never, ever sit there and think you're alone and you won't get through it because I'm telling you, you will if you reach out and start building that support network. Anyway, thanks for listening to this episode. Um, I don't know when, um, obviously, episode five will be next Monday. So uh, again, uh, like it, share it. Uh, you know, if, you, if you've got me on, on, on your Facebook, give me a little tag so I can see where it's going in that. Again, I'm a little bit... A little bit disappointed that it's hitting more of a female um, audience at the moment. So, you know, I'd like more men to start listening to this because I'm doing this. This is about men's mental health. I've said it before. I'm not taking anything away from mental health as a whole. But this is about men living with a mental health issue because we are the majority statistic, you know. And I think that that's what I want to change. I want to start changing that statistic and bringing it down as much as I can. I'm fighting so many different corners at the moment with it, you know, including my own demons, my own personal battle. But so, you know, if, if you've got men, if, if you are female and you're listening to this and you've got a man in your life or, you know, a man somewhere in your life or a boy, you know what I mean, a male, uh, we'll just generalise it, a male, uh, anywhere that you think may benefit from listening to some of this then you know drop them the link in a message or share it give them a tag because we men are the ones that are suffering the most and it's because society tells tells the world and tells the rest of society that men are strong you know remember that saying what the strong silent type what a load of bollocks to be honest there's nothing stronger than a man that does something like I'm doing now. I'm telling you now, there's nothing stronger than a man that admits he's going through a crisis. There's nothing stronger than a man that ain't afraid to cry and break down and say, look, I need help. That's fucking strength in a man, I tell you. And that's what I want to rally up. That's Tell your man that's how strong he needs to be. Not this, oh, I'll be all right. I'll get, I'll get on with it. I'll man up. Because that's bollocks. That's absolute bollocks. I'll tell you what, what that will likely do. 76% likelihood that that will kill that person, that man. They are, in cold hard facts, 76% chance that that will kill that person if he keeps it bottled in and keeps it stum. Anyway, to the next episode, guys. Thanks once again for like tuning in and, and listening to this one. I look forward to doing episode five. And then we're halfway there. That's the halfway stage. And I'll be announcing something at the end of episode five, which even I was actually shocked 
that I actually got got the response that I got. But it's really good. I'm going to be the probably. Um, I'll I'll let you learn a little bit more about it, but. I was thinking about doing a series two, but then I might just do a couple of specials at the end of this series, like in episode 11 and 12, because I don't think I've got enough to do another 10 series for, uh, 10 recordings for uh, series two. But who knows? I, I don't know where it's going, but I'll tell you a little bit more about what I'm going to be doing at the halfway stage. So I'm, I'm really glad actually we're halfway there. Episode five next week. This is episode four. So. 50% of the way, and I'm glad you're all on my side and championing this as much as I do. I mean, you know, let's 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 rally the troops on this now. Let's really let them know that you know what, you've got a man out there that's fighting for you, boys. Come on, get behind him, have a listen. You know, go and get the help you need the help. Talk to people if you need to talk to people, because I'm telling you now, you ain't gonna beat this by sitting quiet and doing fuck all. I'm telling you now, that's the that's the quickest way to lose. Right, and I, w- I want to win. I want to win this battle. I want to. I'm going to fight with every last fucking ounce of strength in me for this. Anyway, much love, guys, and I'll speak to you soon. Yeah, see you in episode five. Later's.